0: This episode is sponsored by Horizon Capital, an M&A and micro private equity firm that acquires and grows SaaS companies. Horizon Capital only works with SaaS companies generating between 500K and 5 million in annual recurring revenue, where they help them unlock the true value of their business and scale to the next level. Whether you're ready to move on to your next startup or want to work with the right growth partner, Horizon's team will work with you to find the best structure possible. From M&A strategy to capital investments, SaaS is all they do. Simple as that. If you're a SaaS founder with less than $5 million in annual recurring revenue and are looking to sell your business, visit horizoncapital.com today and get a free valuation. If you'd like to sponsor the SaaS District Podcast or recommend any guests that you think would be valuable to be on the show, visit horizoncapital.com slash SaaS-podcast today. Thanks again, folks. This is your host, Akhil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SAS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how Lately grew their MRR from 25,000 to 74,000 in less than 10 months. Today, we have our guest, Kate Bradley, joining us. Kate is the co founder and CEO of Lately, an AI powered social media marketing platform that helps marketers scale their publishing and reach. Lately's AI uses your historical social media data to learn what works with your audience and what to post next. So, Welcome, Kate. Super excited to have you on SAS District today.
1: Hey, thanks, Akil. It's great to meet you.
0: (laughs) You as well. Um, So for those of you who don't know you, who don't know your background, um, can you share a little bit of your personal background? What have you been your past ventures, including working at XM Radio prior to deciding to launch your own startup?
1: Yeah, so true. I I was a rock and roll DJ. My last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM. Um, I was the music director for The Loft, which is a channel that's gone now. But um, yeah, it was a wild, wild ride. I was in radio for about a dozen years up and down the eastern seaboard. And... Old school radio, where like we picked songs by hand and we were on the air live, you know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then I I moved from radio into marketing, and it's it's a wild and crazy story. I you know we can sort of dive in, but um, essentially, in radio I was pretty unhappy. Akil, like I um, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting credit for the work I was doing. Um, It was a boys club, so I was, you know, sexually harassed galore. Um, But I thought that was normal because that's how radio just was. And there's not a lot of women and there's not a lot of women that are, you know, maybe a little easy on the eyes, right? So (laughs) I thought it was just a normal part of the culture. Um, But what wasn't normal was like, you know, I... I felt like I was getting an A plus, but why wasn't anybody giving me that pat in the back, or why why were other people getting the credit for my work? And so my body um, basically incapacitated me to a very severe degree, where it forced me to just acknowledge that this wasn't working, (laughs) which is terrifying. I was gonna, I had to lose this career that I built, you know, and and get out of it. And so I moved into another music related startup, actually. And it was the same thing, boys club. And I, you know, I was really really miserable. And my dad one day shook me by the shoulders and said, you can't work for other people. And there's no shame in that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a huge catalyst because most of the women I know, by the way, do feel shame. Um, and, And other female entrepreneurs, we've shared the same, you know, kind of kind of idea where your first default is to like think that what's wrong with you you know what what are all the things I did wrong here you know and so it was it was really amazing to have my dad sort of acknowledge that even though he probably didn't even realize that's what he was doing and then my my husband was like okay yeah I'm going to support her and help you she was he was my boyfriend at the time and he went out and bought me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the (laughs) Starts that book right? right and I read um I read the first few pages and guy says, don't make a plan, just get started. So then I thought, well, why the hell am I reading this book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the next day, um, I went to lunch with some customers and I, I, it was a it an unusual lunch and they happened to be angel investors, which I didn't know. And they said, we love you. Let's start a company. Here's 50,000 bucks. So... Um, Was was
0: your mind thinking of SAS at the time? Were you thinking of starting like a social media business? Or because I mean Uh at that point, you're just like, all you know is like, I don't want to work for somebody. You could have done anything. How did you you end up here?
1: Yeah, I didn't even know what SaaS was or or technology in any way. Like it was all, I was just learning about coding because we, with that company, we had created a widget. Remember those? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so, like, I had someone else doing that coding, but I just had this first understanding of it. And as we were marketing that, someone else came along to me and said, Hey, you're really good at marketing. We'd like to pay you a lot of money to come consult us. And so I was like, (laughs) goodbye, music industry. I just needed to be done. And I I didn't even realize how much it was still taxing my my physical well-being. And um, the project that I worked on first as a marketing consultant was the Walmart project. So Mm. um, here I was with the largest retailer in the world, and they were collaborating with uh, tens of thousands of small businesses across the country. So it was a very unique project. And I came in with my You know, in radio, (laughs) we don't have... We're cowboys of sorts, you know, at least the old school ones. So I I didn't have a lot of polish, Shaquille. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I walked in there and I was like, Wow, you guys, this is a crazy mess, whatever's going on here. And I built a spreadsheet system for my own mind just to organize all 20,000 participants. And my spreadsheet system ended up getting the project 130% ROI year over year for three years. Hmm. So... Um, so that was great. And somebody else came along and said, Hey, let me see these spreadsheets you're doing. Because now I had a marketing agency. I was using this system for everybody. And I was very reluctant. And this person was annoying me because I was busy, you know, and he, he started using the SAS language. He started saying these words. I didn't know what they mean. He was like, we just need some wireframes and we're going to automate your spreadsheets and He's like, you only need $25,000. And I was like, I was in radio my whole life. Like $25,000 was a lot of money for me. And I thought he was nuts. And um, this is Steve, my co-founder. So Steve is a serial entrepreneur and a, um, an, an angel investor and a former CTO. And he'd had some uh, an, a really successful exit and a bunch of failures. So you know, he knew this world pretty well. And he took the $25,000 out of his own pocket one day after getting me to show him the spreadsheets finally, and and mm-hmm. built the wireframes right, and um, he says I was much nicer to him after that, Akhil, because <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. But um, it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable because I remember saying to him, he's like, okay, are you ready? Do you want to do this? It, he and he knew what you know and I know now, but I had no idea about this world. And I was like, "Well, only if I can be the boss."
0: <laughs> okay. And he that's was like, mattered?
1: "Oh hell yeah! I don't want to be the CEO." <laughs> so nice. um, that's how it started.
0: <laughs> Funny. So you follow, yeah. followed your dad, and you're still following that 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 today. So yeah, <laughs>
1: there's always a catalyst, right, Akhil? I feel mm, like there yeah, always sure. is. Like a lot for a lot of us, we don't see what's in front of us. We need someone else to kind of trigger the spark.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you probably already knew it, right? It's usually like your your best advice is like you already know it. You just have to, right. if somebody else says it. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, no, no, it makes sense. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, it's been almost you know seven years now since you've co-founded. Lately, as a CEO, uh, you know, built that initial spreadsheet. You know, companies like Walmart have used it. Um, so you mentioned you got fifty thousand dollars from from some angel investors. Your co-founder also invested a twenty five k. Was there any other Cost involved to launching, or were you like an agency using that spreadsheet with Walmart, and then you actually built the SaaS after that?
1: Yeah, it was after that. So I, so I, even when Steve built the wireframes, I didn't understand what we Mm. were doing. And so, um, what he did was he brought in Jason, who's one of my other co-founders, and Jason built the wireframes with Steve, and they'd been working together for like twenty-five years, off and on. Um, And so, Jason and I went out and raised the money. It took us about seven months. Um, and we did it on an idea. I mean, I don't think we even showed anyone the wireframes and because Steve's world was venture, we met with venture first, not angels. So I got punched in the face hard for about six months. Um, but raised the money anyways. And mostly from, uh, professional angels, not really, there were some friends and family, but most of it was, was professional angels. Um, and a big fan of mine, Bob McCaslin was a, was a big fan of mine at XM, which is really lucky. Mm. Um, and goes to show you how important it is to just make connections with um, fans, you know, make customers evangelists. Big difference between a listener and a fan, right? Definitely. And, um, you know, when we were raising that money, um, I still didn't know what I was doing. And, I, and in fact, the way we talked about lately then was nothing like today. Then we didn't even know about AI. We weren't focused on content creation at all because we didn't see that was the pain point. We thought the pain point was... Organization, which it is also part of it, but it's that's not a sexy sell, right? It took us a little while to figure that out, and when we mm. built the um, initial platform of Lately, we were just taking each spreadsheet that I had. So, so a spreadsheet comes in the form of multiple worksheets, right? So we built yeah. each worksheet as a feature. And then we saw our customers totally go to this one feature. It was all they wanted to do. <laughs> but all the features worked together. They 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 were all. They didn't know that they were all sort of contingent on this one, but they were. And so we learned to flip the entire pitch and the way that we um, talked about the company. Um, and we're we're still really bad at it, to be honest with you. It's really hard to tell people what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And can I break it down a little more? So like, sure. so. If you have a, a, a blog or a, a podcast, just like this one, for example, mm-hmm. you upload it into Lately, you push a button, we instantly atomize it into hundreds of mini movie trailers. So we take apart the coolest things that you and I say here, we tra- we transcribe the text, we look through the text, through all the best quotes, and then we match each quote up with the video or the audio of me and you saying that quote, right? But what's happening behind the scenes is the AI is pre-testing every single quote it picks, to be the ones it knows your audience is going to have the highest engagement with, right? So it's actually looking at the, literally, the words you and I say, and testing those words, the writing, with your audience to find out what they want to hear, watch, or read.
0: Who is it testing against? Like what data set? Is that against like general web and see what's engaging or just on your profile?
1: Yeah, so... Out right now, the product is looking at your profile and it looking mm. it's looking at all of your analytics that you give us access to. Right mm. um, behind the scenes, we've built another beast, <laughs> which is okay. able to actually look at the data across all of our customers. Right, um, right. so
0: that's yes. coming that's to the real value, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background, exactly. Cool.
1: But I mean, and, uh, you know, the right now it gets customers like Gary V, a twelve thousand percent increase in engagement. So it ain't mm. too shabby.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's not too bad. And how, how like. So, how accurate, or how, how, you know, how how much better is that versus you know, being managed by humans, right? Most people do that. You, know, you have like a copywriter, a social media manager, or like media producer kind of doing that behind the scenes because that's what like we have a producer takes the stuff, repurposes it, thinks what looks good, and then publish it. Have you guys done some kind of test to compare?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with Gary V's team, for example, uh, the AI, the stuff that it's pulled out is eighty uh, percent correct to to what the human would pull out, and it mm. takes. Um, you know, it takes the human like eight hours to go through a whole hour long video or two hours basically and do all the writing. And it takes lately about 10 minutes.
0: Okay. So, so it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a cost benefit analysis. Yeah. It's there. a cost
1: benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm, and it, what's I interesting too, by the way, is the so, so for so for some companies, the cell is replace humans, right? Right. right. Um, and for others, it's more like, start me at third base, which is really what it does. Like it's, we're not, we're, we didn't design it to replace humans. We designed it to work with the humans. So Lately's mm. job is to start you at third base, which is, that's hard to get to third base, by the way, people, right? So we start you there and then we give the human multiple opportunities to collaborate with the AI, to teach it, to help it learn. And we really insist that you do because we've learned that the difference is, you can just hang out on third base. And for most people, that's kind of fine because they suck so bad at writing anyways and they're sure. automating the whole thing. But if you get to home home plate, then you're Gary B, right? And mm, so what's mm. what does that effort take? So it's sort of like a four to one ratio as you would do with any kind of content creation. I say mm. it's four parts editing, one part vomiting, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So you let the AI vomit and then you, the human, need to come in and do a, some quick editing, put your human touch on there and you're off to the races.
0: Sure. Saves you a lot of time though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And better engagement,
1: Uh, right? That's the most important thing. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Cool. Um, So i to talk about like your most, you know, recent incredible growth in MRR, which we talked about at the beginning. So you went from 25K in MRR to about 74K in MRR. I don't know where you guys are right now. Um, What were, can you, you you know, share with us, what were the growth strategies you guys implement? So that's 196% growth in just 10 months.
1: Yeah, we, so we ended up at seventy-seven. By the way, um, okay, so that was great. Um, so two hundred four percent, and um, the we did a couple things. So we 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 put a line in the sand, kill and we decided, you know, let's just dog food our own medicine here, right, and do nothing else. So we stopped all paid ads and we stopped cold calls and cold emails because we hate that shit, right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't working for us time and again. And so what am I good at? I'm good at social organic. I mean, I've been creating f- fans out of listeners for a dozen years. You know, I know how to build that trust and what that community looks like. Um, and so I decided to take what I had learned in radio and apply it to our own marketing at Lately and use it to, f- to fuel the AI brain at the same time. So, I do podcasts like this all the time because I'm interesting. Woman, rock and roll DJ, AI tech. I got a lot to say. I don't shut up. You can tell. (laughs) Um, I'm going to ask you for this file and hopefully you'll give it to me. And then I will get, you know, 40, 50 social posts out of it. And I will then also broadcast those posts a couple times a week for the next 20 or 30 weeks because now... Everything is after the fact marketing. You don't get butts and seats. It's not worth it. The exponential value of the after the fact view is where you want to be. Mm. That's actually been the way for 10 years. I've been since Walmart, I've been promoting this. Um, but so we only do this, right? So I just do a ton of these. We stockpile our whole calendar with what I do. And then um, we look at any customer that likes, comments or shares our work, and this was a device from Gary Vee, by the way, as a warm lead because they are, Mm. right? Mm. And then we have conversations. It's usually about seven or eight touches, not sell and not sell. And then getting into the DM and then getting into the demo. So the demo, as we noted before, has a 98% conversion. Uh, It does sell itself. I've seen a lot of people fuck up my demo. (laughs) 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 Uh, But it doesn't matter because people do lean forward and go, holy crap, but we got to get them in there. Um, But because of, on top of that, they've, they already know us. So the social proof is really working for us, right? Because they feel warm, all those things. Um, and then we we have built the advocacy flywheel as well. So we work really hard to know all 388 customers. I follow them on social. My brand follows them on social. My team does. We reshare their work. We have a Slack channel just for them where we help each other. Um, we give free writing courses every week to all of them, to the public actually. And um, we really, they see us as a part of their team and we see them as a part of ours. So it's, and I've, this is by the way, why my team didn't, talk about getting paid for two years because <laughs> the community mm. that we built internally at Lately with my employees is the same community that we built with the people we target and the people that we bring in as customers, right? So mm. again, fans, evangelists.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So you guys did paid marketing, you, did, you tried to do all the outreach sales engine, didn't work or you didn't enjoy doing it and then uh, went to social media and it seems to have worked Organic. for you guys. Yeah. Organic. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we talk and a little it's hard, bit more? By the way, sorry.
1: Akil this is the hard way. Like we're automating it with a Lillian AI, but there's human effort has to go into it, and nobody wants to do that. Right.
0: right. So, <laughs> so using your own platform, I love that to get you to get it work. Interesting. Um, and then talking about like the failures, I want to get a little bit deeper into that because you talk about oh, the sure. pain. Everybody and then, loves and the, the
1: failures. Everybody <laughs> wants the failures. I mean, that's that's
0: where we learn, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everybody thinks it works. I mean, obviously, it, it may have worked. It may have not. Um, what, what, what else have you guys tried and why would you say it was unsuccessful? Or why did you stop um, other than you didn't want to?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, the biggest, well, there's so many failures, of course, but like <laughs> one of the biggest ones was enterprise. So we, we spent a year dicking around in enterprise land. I didn't want to. I was adamant that that wasn't going to be a thing for us for a long time. And we... A few just a few things fell into place that it seemed stupid not to go there, so we did. And um, we had one company waste our time colossally beyond, and then we had another company oh, tried to steal our tech f- straight out, right? Big, cute. these are all companies you know, um, and during this time, when we stopped, when we decided to stop chasing enterprise, and enterprise comes to us now, by the way, we don't chase them anymore because we're just screw that, but we'll take inbound. Um, but when we stopped, that's also when we saw that spike in growth go because now we weren't fucking around chasing, hmm. you know, all the people down that line, we were able to just focus on the quicker sales, we dropped our sales cycle, let me, let me, let me go Look at my numbers here to get this right. So, our average sales cycle length a year ago was three to 18 months. Now it's 24 hours to two months, right? Our average initial sales price last year for ARR was $1,500. Now it's $3,600. Our largest customer ARR last year was 24,000 and now it's 60,000 ARR, Mm. right? So, we just stopped screwing around. You know, with those mm. guys, um, I'm glad we did it. I don't regret anything, <laughs> you know, ever. The like every painful, you know, thing. Should, if you're if you're not figuring out how it's a learning experience, then you shouldn't be a CEO, I think. But, um, mm. so so that was a really tough thing. I think uh, my team is very nimble. Um, so we listen and we get it quickly. You don't need to ask 30 people, 30 customers about something. You can, you need three really. We learned that, um, which is pretty great. I think, underestimating. To be honest,ly I under I I underestimate myself and what I do a lot, and I have to have someone else clarify that for me. So, um, I had told you before we started recording how I dropped our burn from 100k to 10k per month, and then doubled sales and landed SAP and ABN and Bev and Jason Calacanis. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize I did that. All I thought in my brain was, I didn't I didn't raise a round of two million dollars, and I can't pay my staff. That was my mindset, right? <laughs> mm. Focusing so, on the failure Yeah, yeah, focusing on the failure, exactly And and f- what's, an- what's annoying to me is In this game, as you know it's a game um, Confidence is what sells mm-hmm. And naturally I'm a confident person But this does beat you down quite a bit And when I didn't realize that I was Somehow f- flying <laughs> And I didn't even know it, you know and I find that happens a lot. And so it so it's annoying because I could have been <laughs> I could have been like an insouciant bitch the whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was so caught up in in how much you know I didn't make it. And I still and that's just human, right? Sure. Um and that happens I this morning I was just talking to someone and I, I got tears in my eyes because like, you know, why can't I race? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Mm. Everything's right. two hundred four fucking percent increase over ten months. What in the hell? Global pandemic, by the way, also just saying
0: yeah i mean yeah there's a lot there's a lot of factors right you can't so you can like only control what you can control and it seems like what you've been controlling for yourself has has done well for you, right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have like, (laughs) I have acupuncture, massage, (laughs) my my husband, (laughs) I do like facials, like I have all these things to help lift me up and, you know, um, alcohol, although I haven't been drinking for four days.
0: Nice, nice. (laughs) I lost
1: five pounds already. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Nice. I'm human, Uh, right?
0: Exactly. We're all human. Cool. Um, So, you know, we'll get, we'll kind of pass, you know, the, the successes, the failures, um, can you, so can you talk a little bit more about the the paid side? So why you know paid, and then you also did the cold outreach. So what what you guys are focused on? What mid market or SMBs now mostly?
1: Um, so we actually are um, we touch small, medium, and large companies across all industries. Yeah, which oh, okay. no investor wants to hear, and I don't care anymore <laughs> cause because it's working.
0: Like, whenever it's working, it's getting <laughs> it's getting results, getting sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And,
1: and then we're in terms able of, to sell to them the same way. By the way, right? Yeah. So, our sales funnel and our like that, the um, those numbers that I quoted to you like apply across the whole deal. So, we're Mm -hmm. actually able to truly land and expand because we Mm -hmm. treat every customer like they're an enterprise customer. We require every Mm -hmm. customer to get a demo, right? Which Mm -hmm. is so funny how many people like we, it's our immediate DQ. If they don't want a demo, we're like, you're not going to value the product. We've learned that, right? True. Um, and and we also have said, I mean, I've said very clearly, like, if you don't want me to, really roll out the car- red carpet for you, then you can't be my customer because I'm going to treat the smallest guy like the biggest woman, you know?
0: Love it. Yeah. And who would you say, like, is it, you know, who would best leverage lately and what what stage, you know, should a company be at? Like, can a small mom and pop shop use it? Um, um, or, you know, who's automating and repurposing the process for that the content they have?
1: Yeah. So the qualifications are pretty easy. Um, any any individual or company needs to have at least two marketing channels that they publish on m- about daily, multiple times a day, or at least once once or twice a day. They have okay. to have some long-form content that they have the pain of unlocking. They feel like it's getting wasted, right? Because that's what happens. People will publish a podcast, post about it once on LinkedIn, and that's it. But what a huge... Sadat put a ton of time into this. You're putting this time in right now, right? Right boxes, you only get one tweet out of it. That's ridiculous. Um, Mm. So the pain of the unlock because they've created some kind of long-form content on a regular basis. Um, And then our larger customers have the pain of needing to syndicate messaging across an entire employee base, right? So maybe they have sales teams that have to do social, but it needs to be controlled by somebody Um, that could apply to executives who do executive thought leadership, uh, employee advocates, or maybe franchises where there's a, a low Local entity that needs to get the messaging from up high, and there's this you know loss in translation. So lately, has the syndication ability where we can stack one account across uh, on top of um, tens, hundreds, or thousands. And So that's what we work with those larger customers.
0: Mm, interesting. So you mentioned like this podcast, for example. So we take this this podcast video, we turn it into several YouTube clips on, on YouTube specifically. Um, you know, for SEO and then for social media, we create little different clips as well. But that's all done manually. Like we hand select it. If we were to use something like that, like what, what kind of results would we expect? Like,
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, well, so Gary G- V gets the 12,000% engagement. <laughs> um, yeah. But our average customer gets about 140 to 280% increase in engagement. And mm. you wouldn't have to do, I mean, so how much time do you spend manually doing that? And I'm going to do it for you in a few minutes.
0: Mm. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: And probably better, right? So that's the other thing is it's the AI looking for um, what words to use. So we, what we found, this is really amazing, our customers actually are reversing, uh, reverse engineering lately. So they'll come first to the analytics of lately and look at the words um, across different campaigns that are working for them. And then they focus their interview questions or the blog text on what lately is telling them is resonating with their customers, right?
0: Hmm. Can you pull, like, competitor data as well and, and see what's working yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh You can, actually. Um, so it, that's happening in part two <laughs> behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So I can, you can not right now. Um, mm-hmm. But we do give you a way to, um, we have a way that you can spy on SEO words and, and other messaging of your, your customer base. Not spy, mm-hmm. but, like, it's public. Um, it's a great, it's called a consistency scanner, but you can type in the URL of any company you want and we'll instantly give you a messaging audit Mm -hmm. which I used to do by hand for all 20,000 Walmart (laughs) companies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But it's a great way just to instantly see like how are people searching for you or or your company or your competitors. Um, And the words, by the way, Akil, are so... This is the one... This is like right down to basics, right? So... um, um in in the marketing world, there's thousands, as you know, we've all seen that chart of of social media tools and platforms. and they really only fall into two buckets. One is management and the other is analytics. Some do both, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone is ignoring this other part, which is like you can't polish a turd, right? So mm. how do you know if you don't if you don't if you're guessing at what to say in the beginning, it doesn't matter how good your management or your analytics tools are, right? Right.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah we, we guess. I mean, we're like, oh, we think this one will be good from this one. This looks, sounds pretty good, but we don't know if actually that's what our audience wants, right. right?
1: So <laughs> come on, get a demo for me. <laughs>
0: get a demo? You're like, I'm ready. 98%, yeah. you're in it. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, so with, that, with that, many of our listeners are, are also, you know, B2B SaaS founders or marketers. Um, so maybe they're looking to create, you know, more viral, effective content on social media. I don't know, you, you know, pick one of your choice, whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter. Is there any advice you'd provide to them to help them? Get there, being the social media expert?
1: Yeah, I mean, so for for, for basic level stuff, there's a couple of things. Number one, um, focus on... When you're a small company, you don't have a team of Gary V's, <laughs> right? Or mm-hmm. you're not even me, because I, I do have a marketing team because I knew to build that right away, right? Um, focus on one channel. So don't worry about being everywhere all the time. It's, it's almost impossible. I mean, unless you have a team to do it. So, and do one channel really well. If it's LinkedIn, fine. Twitter, it doesn't really matter. That means consistency. So publishing a lot. And people forget, they they have this hilarious misunderstanding. They think that if they publish on Twitter once that people are going to see it. Here's the truth is they're not. <laughs> right? Mm. So in, lady, in radio, for example, we used to play you the same song 300 times in one week, hoping you would hear it once. Right? In advertising, you would hope you have to get people to hear, read, or see your message seven times before it sinks in. That's how it used to be. Now it's 12 to 14 times. So quantity is everything. You have to. Broadcast a million times, right? But you can't spam because all the third parties will, will, sh- or all the social media platforms, you know, put the kibosh on that. So if Lately is giving you literally in 1.8 seconds, 40 different ways to market the same blog, why the hell wouldn't you do that? <laughs> right. Mm, mm. Um, so that, 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 that's, you can do that by manual. You don't need Lately to do that. I mean, you can just think about it on your own. But the other thing to think about is when you are writing content, like what, um, read everything out loud, basically. I I find people are very boring. Mm. and they don't think about how it sounds on the other side right and this applies to your text messaging when you email your bank how you talk to your husband um, how you slack with your teammates right so it's the do unto others kind of thing like what what am I perceiving on the other end like I sound like a bitch in text I know this so I have to use smiley face a lot <laughs> right <laughs> and I hear I mean I, I talk out loud a lot so I can I have that you know that cheat or whatever. But if you talk, if you read what you're writing, like here's a good thing. This is a coupon from West Elm. They said, this certificate is issued for reward purposes and is a duplicate of the certificate you receive by email. Oh my God. What they're trying to say is, we just sent you this, a copy of this via email as, as well. You can't use both of them. <laughs> That's what they want to tell me, right? I get right, it. Right. But you could hear me, reward purposes, duplicate of the certificate, all that is awful. Right? Mm, mm. It's a very easy thing to just apply to everything you, you do.
0: Love it. So, so simple. Just read, read as well, write as though if you're, you're talking to somebody, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love Back it. to humans, so, right? We're all humans, right? We're all on social, mm-hmm. but we're, we're still humans.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Um, what's your outlook on, on, on social media? Or you can, you can use social media or general digital marketing channels, wherever you prefer on where you anticipate more marketing money will be, you know, spent in generating better ROI in the next couple, maybe in the next couple of years. Do you see a trend?
1: I mean, well, we've got Clubhouse in the mix right now. That just happened. Everyone's excited Mm. about this. I think it's hilarious, by the way, because I was like, "Oh, this is radio. (laughs) It's talk radio." (laughs) 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 We're going backwards again. It's so funny. Um, You know, I don't believe in paid for services, but obviously, I see paid working really well for um, you know goods and goods and products, um, as a lot of people do as well. Um, Instagram is. Always seems to be, you know, blowing up in that end for almost everybody mm-hmm. I know. Um, I'm really interested in um, how influencers are going to translate into podcasters. I think that's an, a new avenue, and that people, I mean, this is, podcasting is blowing up. People don't mm-hmm. seem to be; they're only thinking of podcast monetization as a sponsorship, which seems. Short-sighted to me, and no one listens mm-hmm. to that shit, anyways. Have we not learned anything?
0: <laughs> yeah, skip it all, anyways, yeah. Skip it
1: all the time. But like, if you've got a podcaster as an influencer um, talking about your product in a good way, like in a cool way, right? Um, that seems like a place that we need to to spend some time investigating, to me.
0: Mm. So you mean influencers will will be building podcasts, or you'll be getting on you'll be seeing them on different podcasts, more seeing
1: them on different different podcasts? Is, yeah, yeah. Mm, as a nice, paid nice. voice, you might say. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Interesting. That's a good thought. Um, I just made it up. Did you? Literally. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah, I think that's going to, okay. we'll, we'll find out in a couple of years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Kate, so you've, you've had a kind of an interesting story. What, what's uh, one advice maybe you wish you had known and maybe would tell your, I'll say 25 year old self, but maybe you know, the right time in your life where you felt like it was, you know, for example, like your dad telling you that, but maybe, you know, some point of your life where you needed that advice and we we'll share with our, our audience.
1: Um, it's so simple and boring, but it's listen to your gut, right? So like um, women, especially, I mean, our gut is this, is the center of life. Like w- literally it is. Literally, yeah. And yeah, and mo- again, most women I know are really bad at listening to that instinct. And we put ourselves through a lot of pain before we get, to the place where it's time to listen. Um, so that's the only thing that I wish I had done better. And now to do it, I'm pretty good. Like the moment I have any pain, like for me, um, a lot of my stress will happen in um, my my throat. My I'll get really tense here, and it's usually because I'm not saying something that I need that needs to be said. You know, mm. right? So I'm just more in tune with you know what that looks like. Uh, and that's hard. It's really hard to list because it's very subtle. I, I started meditating a Akil last year, year and a half ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I thought that meditation was like a, 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 a unproductive waste of time. <laughs> I used to think of vacations as the same way, by the way. Who am I? <laughs> um, but then I learned that the only way for me to, the because the mountain of shit wasn't going to ch- ever go away, right? It's just not. But my mm. perception of it can change, you know, mm. so... Anyways, mm. yeah, I, and it's I do I do Sam Harris's app. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's ten One, minutes. What's it
0: called? One minute. Uh, or? waking up with Sam Harris. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it so. Yeah, meditating recommend. is is game changing. So is journaling. I find those. Well, I find journaling is basically another form of meditation.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting you're yeah. getting it out.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's all it is. That's, yeah.
1: That's great.
0: Cool. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this before the show. What What are some of the biggest challenges you're currently facing to continue to grow lately, right now?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's always like, which fire do you put out, right? Everything is on fire, which one (laughs) needs it the most. (laughs) Um, so right now, you know, we're in this, great place where uh, and I, first of all I need to remember to be thankful for it as a, I'm always seeing the glass half empty so I'm always looking for what's wrong and and I'm like up my team's ass and they're like dude we're killing it <laughs> can you just celebrate that with us and I'm like no because the f- shoe's gonna drop you know so I'm 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 looking I mean the biggest challenge we face is me honestly um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little burnt and I'm a little you can see and I'm I'm, I'm angry I'm angry right um, but I'm not in my own way yet, and I just need to decide what we're doing. If we're raising, if we're not, we don't have to raise, thankfully. But you know, we're not flush with cash or anything, and we need to decide as a team. Like, wh- you know, what, how much greater is our threshold for pain? Right, because not everybody is still getting paid. But we have a lot of really exciting pieces that are about to launch in the next couple. The tomorrow, actually, in the next few days, and. I think that my biggest challenge is to, again, go with my gut. Um, Like I got a lot of people telling me right now, you should raise this, you should raise this, you should talk to these people, you should think about acquisition. There's all this stuff coming in. And my gut says, wait, Mm. you know, which is hard to do because like there's only $20,000 in the bank right now because we're paying, we had to pay out a lot of debt. (laughs) I mean, I know this. And (laughs) my cost, uh, you know, our costs are greater than that. And, but, so it's hard to wait because, and also, as you know, um, like, I'm, I know you can't plan for the future, but you have to. So, like, I'm just thinking, okay, if the shit hits the fan with like America or whatever's going on, it'd be really mm-hmm. smart to have something backing us up in case my plans don't go through, right? I know this. Um, and so, yeah, the challenges I think are really just, just to get everyone on board with my gut right now, which just says, hang on, mm. hang on and see, you know?
0: The real challenges of being a CEO, well, it sounds like it's so glorified, but there's a, it's not as easy as it sounds, right? This is, this is big yeah, decisions. I mean, it's
1: <laughs> not as, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> like I said, we're in a good place. I mean, usually the challenges are are really like, holy shit, the, the, the you know, we're about to die and, and be obliterated, yeah. and then something saves us at the last minute. I mm. am this thing that saves us at the last minute, which I don't give myself credit for. But actually, or it's off my team very often, also. Um, and so that it, that feels weird right now, by the way, Akil. Like I can't, I don't. This is a very unusual place for us because we've been we're still struggling, but we've been struggling desperately for so long, you know. Which, mm. by the way, my favorite thing is like. Then investors are like, "Oh, well, you've been at it too long. You guys are like old and in the way." <laughs> You're just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. win. No,
0: yeah, can't win. Sounds like you'll you'll figure it out and save the day when you need to.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I will. I yeah. will. Yeah. They Thank will. you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, Kate, who, who, or what would you say are three resources, whether that's books and or people, whether mentors, influencers, or people you follow, that you'd say have been you know instrumental to your success over the last few years?
1: Um, boy so I reread Harry Potter every summer mm-hmm. and nice. uh, yeah. And I do that cause I love an underdog story and I love that. I know how that one ends obviously. Um, and so, um, you know, there's, it's just a good influence. I mean, I love fantasy and I, just, I don't know. I just love it. I love the way it's, I like good writing and I like not to be led by the writing. So I, I take sanctity in, in rereading that book. Um, and also, it's my—it's a little mindless at the same time because I know the book so well, so I can like fall asleep to it. Um, so I think that would be one thing. Um, on um, who do I look up to? I don't know. I mean, I'm just so self-absorbed, honestly, <laughs> with myself, <laughs> and and how to and how to be in a position to look up to myself. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, I'm just constantly thinking about how to at this point in the game, right? Um, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. I mean, it does, but like, I'm really interested in, in, in lifting up other under, underdogs and what, and what my ability is to do that. You know, Um, Gary V has certainly been an influence on me. I'm, I haven't been in love with him like everyone else for years. I met him at South by Southwest, like maybe 15 years ago, which Mm -hmm. he remembered, which is so nice. And I was, I was energized by him at that time. It was his second appearance. Um, And then forgot about him because I, you know, I live in a different world. And then in the last two years, um, I've been reengaged and honestly didn't want to fall under the charms. You know, I was like, Oh, Gary V is this thing that other people are charmed by. Um, but I was incredibly stunned and delighted um, by the the joy and integrity that he takes the great care to deliver to um, anyone he's talking to, you know, mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. that's a group or you individually. And that just reminded me um, that, that I have the power to do that. And you do too, right? We all do. We have the power to... To I'm working hard in this moment, Akil, so that when you walk away from this conversation, you're going to feel lifted up today, right? Mm. I really am, you know, or whoever's listening. And um, Gary operates like that, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, And then I would say the other thing is... um, I'm just going to say, my husband. So here's what he did, which I love. He was reading. Uh, so so David is a rock and roll guitar player. Um, his band was our favorite band of the year at XM, The wells, which I love. And he's pretty pretty amazing. Plays the lap steel among other um, guitars. Not anymore. Now he's in sales and cut mm-hmm. his hair and wears chinos. <laughs> you know. But but uh, <laughs> he was reading Tony Robbins' book. Um, what is it? Unleash the Giant Within.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, at least awaken the,
0: awake,
1: uh, awake the giant, something like awaken awake the giant with it. Yeah, awaken yeah, the giant, and yeah. then yeah. and like you know, Tony sometimes he gets a little too. Sometimes his whole facial thing, like there's two, it's very, it's like, like, you know, like yours looks so natural, but like he, it looks like he got in there with like a stencil, and looks like very <laughs> overworked, you know. Sure. And so, like, that, that photo is kind of like not saying awaken the power within to David, so he, um, went and Took a picture of Jimi Hendrix and put it on the cover instead.
0: <laughs>
1: awaken the giant. No, there's a giant you there's want to awaken, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> and um, I think of that a lot. Like I, I, it cracks me up when I walk by that book and I see the, and he did it on the cover and then on the on the side of the the spine of the book. Also. <laughs>
0: Whatever works, I guess.
1: Just make it your own. is the is the yeah, lesson, exactly. right? Just make it your own. You know,
0: love it. I think I think I would put like the Rock on there. I think that's my yeah, problem. the Rock. Whatever it, it, rubber, it is, you know? yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him I said this out loud. He'll be very
0: <laughs> sure, I mean. not,
1: sure not. <laughs> He'll never <Very> hear. Cool.
0: <laughs> love it. Uh, okay. What does uh, what does success mean to you today? Whether that's personally, financially, business. I mean, there's no right answer, but
1: what, uh, rubbing it in, rubbing it in. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I told okay. you I'm angry. Like, I want to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So when you can rub it in, you'll feel successful.
1: Yeah, we're not that far away.
0: Mm. Nice. You're almost there.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Thank you so much, Kate. This has been great. <laughs> um,
1: Thanks,
0: Kate. Okay, where, where can our audience get in to touch with you, learn more about you, and, and uh, learn more about it lately as well?
1: yeah thanks we're at lately.ai um, I'm Kately from Lately Kate Bradley I'm in all the, all the fun places we're pretty easy to find and um, we love love meeting people and, and humans especially so um, don't be shy
0: okay awesome we'll add those uh, links to our show notes guys go say hi to, to, to Kate and thank you again really appreciate you jumping on on, on SAS District cheers <laughs> thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SAS District today Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com. And myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at horizoncapital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.